This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that uh, premiere was a little boring, dare I say. It was just establishing dynamics, I guess. I think they were put in a really hard position. How do we capture this? How do we capture things now and still make this show? And I have said repeatedly, I think they handled this wrong. I think they tried to treat it like just another season. You know, these kids are, they always got the drama and always got the crazy stuff going on. This really changed the dynamic of the entire group at its core. So this should have been handled different. It felt different, which it is different, but they needed to establish, I guess, where everyone is and what's happening and and how it's going, I guess. The after show was maddening. I guess part of why maybe I I I found this premiere to be pleasant, what and boring, yes, but pleasant was cuz Tom wasn't in it. Sandoval we only get him at the end coming home from uh, special forces. Like, ugh. Then the after show, though. I'm like, that's right. When Tom talks, it's terrible. And I had already listened to the Nick Vial podcast with the Toms on it. Uh, and I recapped it for the Patreon, even though I was trying so hard to avoid it. But I had just finished listening to Tom Sandoval be such a little... It's actually kind of scary. You know, it's warm with the mustache is actually quite endearing for Tom Sandoval. He's scary. Legitimately, he's a scary guy. He he thinks, and Schwartz is trying to guide him away from this, but in the after show, you just see Schwartz like shut down. He he just goes to a different place when Tom starts talking about Ariana the way he does. Um, but he Tom Sandoval believes. Ariana belittled him so badly throughout their relationship. He was basically abused and forced to have an affair. And at his weakened state, Rachel came along and seduced him. And I mean, I what am I going to do? Then I fell in love. So he doesn't think he's done anything wrong. He really doesn't. With Tom, it's always like, yeah, what I did was bad. But Ariana, you do not know what our relationship was like. People don't know, and I'll never tell them. What? What was happening? Was she beating you at night? What are, what are you alluding to? None of us can go anywhere in our minds that make it okay what you did. But he keeps thinking that 
if they heard every, if we heard, if you guys knew everything, you would not feel bad for Ariana. And the resentment this man has for Ariana, because in his mind, he was avoiding breaking up with Ariana because she was going to, according to him, quit the show, move away, whatever. And so he was like, I don't want to do that because I don't want to ruin the show, um, I guess. Because he says in the interview with, in the podcast with Nick, he's like, how is she going to come back six months later and, you know, talk about the relationship like we're still together? Meaning, how is she going to film interviews? Like, we always do that every season. Just worry about the show, you know, just worry about the show. But then his worst nightmare happens. This comes out and Ariana becomes a star. And Tom's like, I'm the fucking star. God damn it. He hates it. But anyway, the premiere is a little bit boring. But let's let's talk about it, shall we? The new intro is fun because Ariana and Katie are at something about her and the Toms are at Tom Tom, not Schwartz and Sandy's. They were at, were they at Schwartz and Sandy's in the last one? Let me look that up, actually. They were. They were at Schwartz and Sandy's. So that's how much Tom has to distance himself from Schwartz and Sandy's. Like they're, they, they don't want to, nope, we're not being associated anymore. Uh, okay, the status of Ariana and Tom is established. She says that they have a no-contact policy and they communicate through Anne. And there was a shot, an example of the type of communication they're doing. And Ariana texts Anne, tell him to turn off the LED lights or some type of lights um, the neighbors are complaining. And Tom says through Anne that they fall under freedom of speech, which I don't get because you're not talking. You just, you, what? There's no talking when you've got lights on. James has bought a house right by the airport. Good for him. Allie has made herself right at home. She, they, It's the, a house they have together. Like he very much puts it as a they, th- we have a house. Sheena and Brock established that, okay. Pia said this. Oh, by the way, let me address... I'm sure a lot of you are like, where's Pia? Pia will absolutely be joining me for a few episodes here and there throughout the season. It is purely a matter of expediting the process for me because it's about double the work when I have a regular guest, whether it's like making sure we can do it at the same time, editing their audio, editing the two of us together. Uh, it's just and the, the files are bigger and they take longer to export. Just there's so many things that take a lot longer for me when I have a regular guest. Doesn't It's not just Pia, it's Kendrick, anybody. She does have, she is going to be posting on her TikTok. So you guys can totally check out her, her thoughts and opinions over there too if you're dying to know. Um, but she will be here. There will be episodes, I'm sure, that I'm glad she's not covering this one because it was so boring. Uh, but she will pop in for sure m- many times. So don't worry, she will be here. And you will see her soon, but also check out her content because she's, she's really trying right now. Um, okay. Anyway, so Sheena and Brock, uh, she, Pia had said that she had a prediction. This was when the Scandaval was at the height of it, but Brock was on Sheena's podcast and just the way Brock was talking made Pia feel like he would be the one to crack first and want to reach out to Tom Sandoval. And I can really see that in this scene. I can really see Brock soft launching his idea to bring Sandoval back into their lives because I can see him testing it. But when Sheena's like, yeah, I text him too. And then he blocked me. 
I'm confused as to how Sheena couldn't figure out that it, it's a feature. Like we've all blocked people before. I'm sure she has. It, you have the option of blocking all other all other cre- accounts they could create or something like that, um, which I think then ties into either their phone or like their device or something. I can't remember, but it makes it so that if they were to go create a new account under like the same email or something, I don't know how it is, but I know that it sucks because, for example, Face Reality 16, uh, that account, Eliza, she was blocked by Kyle. And when she told me, I was like, oh, just use a Finsta. And she goes, nope, that's not how it works anymore. Now it, it like gets the IP address or something. And she can't, even her Finsta, she can't see her. So I think that's what happened. I think even that's what Tom said in the after show. So he didn't go in and specifically say. However, he did then block Sheena's sister. That was intentional. That wasn't just, which might have been kind of smart, but whatever. Lala's mom and brother are now, Lala's mom's in in Lala's house. Her brother lives in the same complex. I love it for them. Totally love it for them. And I actually do like, now that Lala's passed or almost passed the custody battle and they're settling, now she's got to deal with the actual heartbreak. And I'm, I'm interested in that. For sure. I'm interested in seeing what that feels like for her. I hope that she, I mean, she does. She's she's becoming more honest, I guess, with herself and she's less defensive. I think she was in hyper defense mode because she was literally worried about protecting her relationship with her child. Um, but when the whole Randall thing was first happening and she had the nerve to say, why didn't you guys tell me about all these rumors about Rand? And I was like, is she kidding? Remember that and that reunion where she was zoomed in? She's like, you guys should have told me. Well, if we ever did, you would tell us that we were like lying or don't talk about my man. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it seems like she is doing a lot more reflecting um, to be determined. I'm interested. I'm interested. Schwartz and James, they get dinner. Um, This is where Schwartz proves that he is hopeless. And he he does talk about how much he blames Sandoval for the name. And he has the nerve to say, if you do that and you put your name up there, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard or something like that. And I'm like, but you, sir, <laughs> are no better. Okay, he he really thinks that the pitch, I'm not Tom Sandoval, okay, is enough. I'm aware you're not Tom Sandoval, Schwartz. You're Schwartz, and I'm so fucking aware of that. The problem is, it's so on brand for you to think that just by saying you're not Tom Sandoval, that's enough. And then when someone's like, no, 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 you did stuff, he's like, oh, well, I was going through a really bad year. I know that's not an excuse, but man, like, okay, but you still actively participated in scenes that were clearly set up by Sandoval to make Ariana look bad and plant a seed in our in our in our minds like oh maybe they should break up wow he doesn't she doesn't get batteries or toilet paper my god like break up already you know and schwartz was participating in that schwartz was covering for tom and rachel has since confirmed that he schwartz knew from the second from the first time they hooked up the next day Sandoval called Rachel from Schwartz's house. So he heard everything. Therefore, he knew they hooked up. So when they had that kiss in Mexico, 
Well, I get a little nauseous every time I think about it. When they had that kiss, it was truly just to spite Katie, and it was some weird, like, foreplay thing for Sandoval to, like, watch them. Gross. Ew. So, no, Schwartz, you weren't just Mr. Innocent Guy at all. And it is becoming even more apparent now, like the Nick Vial podcast, the after show, that Schwartz is actively denying who Tom Sandoval is. No, he, There is just too much attached. The two of them have too many things together. He cannot leave this guy. He cannot completely separate, especially on now on Vanderpump Rules. Who else is going to talk to Schwartz? He can't just have James... You know, all the girls are mad at him still, so. But you can see. I didn't watch the Nick file. I didn't go on YouTube to watch it. I just listened to it. But you can hear Schwartz keeps trying to step in and translate for Tom. You don't mean that it's Ariana's fault that you cheated. I know it sounds like that, guys, but that's not what he means. But Sandoval's just like, yeah, well, I mean, it's like she didn't have sex with me for like a year. Stuff like that. So Schwartz tries and then he disassociates in the in the after show. I'll get into the after show, obviously, but it's clear that Schwartz is so aware of how shitty Tom Sandoval is, but is like he sold his soul to him. He he can't he can't quit him. And like Schwartz calling his kiss with Rachel, he still calls it platonic. Platonic. All business. Got it. Cool. And Schwartz is like, yeah, I guess Ariana still just looks at me like an extension of Tom Sandoval. No, dude, you had a part to play in it. I love that James isn't drinking. Um, whether or not Allie gave him an ultimatum, I don't really care. He claims it's just his choice. I James not drinking is the best James. Callie sober or not. Good job. And I know there's been some stuff trying to come out about James uh, and physical assault and things like that. I know that Kristen's been alluding to that, and um, Rachel basically alluded to that as well. So I do, I don't want to leave that, uh, I guess I want to talk about it, but I don't have any more information, and it's just really hard for me to believe that Katie, Ariana, uh, Lala would be cool with someone who really did that. But like, we believe women, so, oh, it's just a very dark reality to have to to. to face that if that's the case oh god that's heavy i don't like the way that feels um i'm gonna keep going even though that's a lot that's a very heavy thing to address sheena and ariana have a spa day (laughs) there we go ariana tells us about dan we'll get to him in a second sheena says she's like things are really good with me and brock i have heard i don't know if this was real i don't know if this was just my friend being tested to see if he would spread this But I've heard some interesting things about Brock and Sheena. Now, I think we're going to see a lot of that actually play out this season. So this may not even be tea, but I've heard, I just heard some things. I don't want to say exactly what I heard, though, because I do think it might have just been a test from my friend. My friend went to a party, and I think it might have been just to see if it would leak. So I don't want to say any specifics. But I've just heard that they're not in the best of places. Sheena's on Zoloft now. Which is good. Good for her. Her OCD was very, very bad after the whole thing. It made her rightfully very paranoid. You know, I think that that was a good place for Sheena to be in, actually, just for a little bit. But I'm glad she's feeling better. 
But Ariana talks about how she got mad at Schwartz after the Watch What Happens Live thing. After he was like, just give him a hug. I uh, love, love Ariana's like, yes, I sent him a text and then I blocked him. And she goes, I don't remember exactly what I said to Schwartz, but I don't think it was that bad. And then Schwartz reads it. It says, fuck you, blocking your number. Go choke on Sandoval's dirty ass dick somewhere. <laughs> Glad they could find the humor. Ariana is like, she's FaceTime and Dan and it's official. Like we're going to get a whole relationship from her this season, I, which I'm kind of upset about. I really was excited to see her single, but I guess if she's happy, then she's happy. But um, as the account Bravo Should Be Fun reached out to me, it's like, did you notice on Watch What Happens Live that when they were playing the game, Lala had to pick like who's the most or who's the least or whatever of all the women. She said for who has the worst taste in men, she said, well, right now, Ariana. And right now she's with Dan. So I don't know if she's hinting at something or if it's like, well, Ariana, like because of Tom. I don't know if that's why. I don't know if that was intentionally shade to Dan or what. But I just really wasn't excited to see her in a relationship. I really wanted to see her just on her own. I don't know this guy. But again, if she's happy, she's happy. Fine. Fine. Just didn't realize it was going to be from the jump, you know? James is James is DJing over at the Tom Tom, so all the girls go, and there's this epic, deep side-by-side of Katie and Ariana walking up this time versus the first time they walked up when Tom Tom was opening. So much has happened. So much has changed. Those the, That side-by-side was like, just the layers of it. Uh, but okay, Schwartz tries to say hi to Ariana, and she's giving him nothing. And Schwartz is interview just kind of proves that he still doesn't get it like you did shit dude but he goes he go hold on what does he say i understand that she has this exalted status queen ariana patron saint of scorned women and he does this bow down thing i'm like what the hell's that mean dude schwartz what's your fucking problem huh you think you think you can say shit like that huh oh queen ariana no she's mad at you so what, is th- what does that have to do with anything? What are you doing here? Okay, what's this about? Huh? What's this? What's happening? I don't like it. Queen Ariana. What does that have to do with anything? Dude, she's mad at you because you we saw what you did. Okay? She saw what you did. So don't even. All right? The rumors and nastiness about her. Hello, listeners. This episode is proudly brought to you by Lola V, aka Jennifer Aniston's new hair care line. Jen wanted to create a hairline of hair products that were both great and did their job, but are actually good for us as well. And here is a treat for you, our awesome listeners. For a limited time, you get an exclusive 15% off your entire order at lolav.com. Just use code SHESPEAKS at checkout. I mean, if you're taking hair care advice from anybody. Why not listen to Jennifer Aniston? Am I right? I really think one of the hero products is the lightweight hair oil because I have a lot of medium fine hair. So it looks like I have more hair than I do, but it gets flat really easily. The lightweight hair oil, it goes in the hair. It doesn't weigh it down. It just smooths it out. It makes the ends not look as damaged. 
too. But let's talk ingredients. Lola V is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness. No silicones, no sulfates, no parabens, no gluten. And of course, cruelty-free and vegan. The In Shower Trio is the restorative shampoo that smells just like what you imagine Jennifer Aniston would smell like. Plus, there's an intensive repair treatment, which I used last week, and I noticed a major difference in my hair. The aftershower must-haves like the perfect leave-in conditioner or the glossing detangler. These are perfect for protecting your hair. They're multifunctional, you see. You prime, you prep, and you finish, and you get silkier, shinier, Jennifer Aniston approved hair. Unlock the Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. As our loyal listeners, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your entire order when you use code she speaks at checkout. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code she speaks. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined after you purchase the last where you heard about them. So please support our show and tell them we sent you. What is this, honey? You have probably heard the word microdosing. If you haven't, just know all the cool people are doing it to feel healthier and perform better. You know that just right feeling, like after a workout or a hot shower, when you're relaxed, but you're also focused and a little bit of energized? Well, yeah, that's being in the zone, my friend. And microdosing can help you get into that zone. You know me, when it comes to edibles, I'm a little careful. So I like microdose gummies because even though I am a weed gal, you never know exactly what you're gonna get and you can really control the level and honestly, I used these all throughout BravoCon because my social anxiety was kicking in and they just made me very level, just good moods, good vibes, but not high and like panicking. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SHESPEAKS to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code SHESPEAKS, microdose.com, code SHESPEAKS for 30% off. I love that. Ariana is triggered by being there, though. This was like the exact place she sat in when she was there the last time. So she's very triggered. And I see Sheena reaching for her and Katie giving her affection. And Lala is actually, she seems a bit hesitant to, for lack of a better word, indulge Ariana in this moment. And it made me think, okay, this is sort of the start of, of this, where she's like, no one's really aware of how much I'm struggling. Like I was also, I have a kid. I have a kid in this scenario, but I deserve it. Like, I guess I shouldn't be sad and Ariana gets to be sad or something. I got the vibe because then Lala goes and talks to Lisa about how she felt bad for Rachel and how isolated she sounded in her last interview. And then this is where she starts, Lala is going through her journey and she says this thing in her interview that was like, oof, brutal. She goes, you know, all those things I've been called like home wrecking whore, slut. I mean, when you think about it, they're all true. And that's tough. But also, yeah. Like the you were called those things because you intentionally ignored every person in your life telling you he's married. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because you also then got mad at people if they ever talked bad about Randall and like, don't talk about my man and all that stuff. So, but I'm glad she's going through this journey. I am glad she's going through this journey. Katie and Sheena established that they're cool now. 
looking forward. They trust each other. Awesome. When Lala leaves the no- the voice note for Rachel on camera, I thought, okay, this was interesting because I'm sure I'm sure production was excited when Lala said, I actually felt really bad for Rachel. Because at this point, they weren't sure if she was coming back. They weren't sure if she was going to sign a contract late, come in mid-season. And so they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. We can capture that. And then if she does come back, we can have that. I'm still amazed that these people in the after show, they she was at a mental health facility and Schwartz is like, I think it was a bad idea she didn't come back. Guys, how are you saying this? She ended up in a mental health fucking facility. I'm still blown away. Like, you can give her that. You can give her that she made the right choice not to come back. I'll get more into what Sandoval has to say about it, but it actually does make me happy that she is talking about Vanderpump Rules because it's pissing off Tom. And it's 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 showing that he's a complete liar because I believe her at this point. She isn't the one. She's the only one who tried to tell the truth during that affair. And so... Okay, I'll get into the after show in a second. The after show is actually more entertaining than the than the episode. But Lala doing that on camera, like they had a camera waiting outside for her. She opens the door, she comes out, like the camera was already there. So like they very much were playing this up. Um, and Lala was willing to be the person who reached out to her. I know that people are very up in arms about this. I, for some reason, understood it because I... Later, when we get to the girl dinner, she it, she tells Ariane, I don't think you actually like me. So she, from her perspective, she's like, I, here I am screaming at this woman at the reunion in for my friend, really, for Ariana. But does Ariana even like me? And she says something when she's talking to um, the girls at this girl's dinner she says, I feel like I'm a dog in everyone else's fight, but then I'm left to defend myself against my own stuff. And that I actually, I can understand that. She puts herself, maybe let's, we can put it that way. She puts herself into the into the fights. Um, but then she doesn't really have a lot of people having her back necessarily. Is that accurate? No, I'll give it to her. How about that? But as soon as uh, Lala says, because they're talking about Schwartz and how Schwartz wants Ariana to know that he's thinking about, or whatever, uh, Lala goes, I just, to play devil's advocate. And I was like, uh-oh, don't do that. Don't play devil's advocate. As Ariana says, the devil has enough advocates, okay? Um, But she's like, I feel that Schwartz was manipulated by Sandoval for all this time, which is ridiculous. Like, we don't need to feel bad for Schwartz, okay? He made choices, but Ariana says she confirms I am I'm still I'm just starting the process of unlearning the things that Sandoval would say. For example, Katie, I'd wanted to be friends with Katie for a while, get closer to Katie, but he would always tell me, "Be careful, be careful." And so it's cute. Ariana and Lala have a moment where they they seem like it's going to be like we're going to we're going to be cool. We are going to be we're going to be cool. <laughs> right after that moment, Lala goes, okay, now that we've had that, I feel I should definitely come clean about something. And Katie's face when Lala says she reached out to Rachel is so priceless. She's like, you didn't. Okay, what are we talking about here? 
I get, I get, what, I feel like Lala's reaching. I do. I feel like she's kind of reaching. She's like, at what point do I not realize that like I'm like her and I was manipulated and blah, blah, blah. Because then Katie gets to be like, okay, this is different though. Like you're her, what she's wanting to say is you're Ariana's friend. We didn't know any of the chicks Randall was hooking up with. Like we're not like, that's different. This is, it's a different type of betrayal. And of course, Sheena, do not, um, don't forget what she did to me. Okay. She did a lot to me. Now, if you want, I did recap, if you want to hear about Rachel's newest episodes, I did recap her the most recent episodes, two of them, and the Nick Vial podcast over on the Patreon. I, it was only on the Patreon because I truly did not want to give them any more attention, but I had enough people on the Patreon being like, please just listen to it so I don't have to. So I, while, I was th- while I was at it, I did Rachel's podcast. And on Rachel's podcast, Rachel really doubles down and says that Sheena did physically assault her and, they will, and she doesn't ever want to be her friend again for that. Now, I have my thoughts on that. You can go listen to the Patreon. You can go listen to the Patreon over there. I say it over there. All right, the last shot is Tom coming back to the house. <laughs> Just so staged. He walks in. Like, there's cameras positioned for him. First, there's a camera outside as he comes in. There's a camera inside. And he's like, hello? Have you? Do you ever walk in your house and do that? Do you ever go, hello, Ariana? No, <laughs> you don't. So staged. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, the after show, the hugs for Sandoval campaign. Schwartz is like, I did that because I was worried that Sandoval might hurt, might hurt himself. And Sandoval claims, like, when you did that, dude, I people started giving me hugs. I don't know if I believe that, but I get maybe. But this segues into him saying, you know, I was not doing good. We always, we always talked about Ariana's mental health, but we never talked about mine, you know? And she knew I was struggling. What are you talking this man has the nerve. You had an affair with Ariana when her dog had died, her grandma had died. You wouldn't hang out with her after her dog or grandma died. I can't remember which one it was. Like, you piece of shit. It was always about Ariana's mental health. It wasn't, asshole. She just was vocal about it on the show. You never talked about it on the show. You chose not to. What the hell? Tom says one of the reasons he was worried if he left the house, like if he had left for a period of time right after all this happened to give her space, like Kristen had said he should do, he's like, then, you know, Ariana would just had a friend move in and, you know, then like, it's over then. What are you saying? What are you, you think she would have just had a friend move in and then what, made you live in another house and then keep the house? No. Idiot. But by the way, Billy Lee basically lives there now, Ariana said. 
And Ariana fully understands Tom. She gets, she has his number. She, she knows that he doesn't, she thinks this is happening to him, not because of him. Therefore, all of this is so unfair. Okay. But the Tom says something that's so scary. He goes, honestly, the fact that Ariana and I are willing, are are able to do that, like, it makes me feel kind of, you know, like it's, Honestly, though, like, it kind of proves her anger is performative because if I'm this serial killer, then why is she still okay living with me? On some level, she felt safe with me being there rather than her being alone in that house. So the delusion of this man, you would not leave. So she, you are under the impression she's, she was comforted by your presence. You know that she locked the door to the master, right? Because she just didn't want you even thinking about coming in. You know that, right? Dude. He also loves to say, if I'm this serial, she looks at me like I'm a serial killer. She looks at you like a guy who fucking cheated on her with her friend in her house while she was sleeping. You left the bed you were in to go fuck her. She looks at you like that person. That's that's what she looks at you like. She doesn't. There's, she's not looking at you like you're a serial killer. You're bad enough just as Tom Sandoval. Okay, you don't need to be a serial killer. You did a lot of bad shit to her. She's gonna be mad. Okay, but he always says if I'm a serial killer, she can still. Li- it's performative. Her anger is performative because she can still live with me. She's not talking to you. Oh my god. Mm-mm. Then there's the male situation and the completely different stories. Rachel had said that he, Tom himself was like, you can go ahead and start sending any letters to the house because Schwartz no longer wants them at his house and I intercept the mail. So don't worry about it. That's what Rachel said. Tom's like, I mean, I don't know what she was thinking. Like, she just sent it to the house. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I wasn't thinking, you know, I was out for the first time. I just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like we were writing. Then he, then it's so Tom, he gets annoyed. He's like, I was like signing your cards, like putting wax on. Like I learned how to write and stamp and wax. I put sparkles in it when she was halfway through. Like I did all of that for her. Me, I did that, okay? Like I'm so put out. Like I'm the I'm the victim, you know? But I, Schwartz goes, wait, you put like sparkles inside? And he goes, and Tom's like, like it's a good thing. He goes, yeah, so when she opens it, they fall out. It's notoriously the worst thing to do to people. It's such a fucked up thing to do to put glitter inside a card because you can't get glitter out. You get glitter on the ground, you're never getting all of it. It's ended up on your face somehow. There's just glitter is not the fun. There was even an arrested development joke where Tobias was sending out his like mailers or whatever to different casting agents. And it's a really quick moment, but some agents opening up one of Tobias's stupid things with glitter in it. And it's like, don't ever cast Tobias Funke. He's the glitter fairy because no one likes it. But of course, Tom is like, but I did it. So she'll like it. When they talk about Rachel not coming back, I really can't get over the fact that Schwartz calls this a bad move and they're acting like, and Tom fucking Sandoval goes, you know, there are people on all kinds of Bravo shows, you know, they're all going through things and the cameras keep rolling. That's what we do. 
She was in a fucking mental health fucking facility. How many times do we have to say this? I don't understand why you guys wanted her back. It wasn't good for her. What the hell? Tom's like, that's the thing. If you don't want to do the show, then go do that. Don't start a podcast where you're going to sit there and talk about it all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't you have a podcast too, Tom? Pretty sure you're going to talk about the show. She Maybe she'll come back next year. Who knows? Dick. I don't even like Rachel. But when it comes to him bad-mouthing her, I will not tolerate it. Okay, you absolutely did take it. And I, I don't I don't know what the exact diagnosis is, but took advantage of someone who's got something going on. Okay, she's so easily influenced. Like when she talks about her experience on Vanderpump Rules, she could not differentiate the reality show aspect and actual reality. And she genuinely thought she was being given line readings from producers and I don't think that's what they would do because we would see it left and right. But she would, she talks about how they would tell her to say these things. They just weren't things she would normally say, but I wanted to play this role. I don't think you get how this works. So she should have never done reality TV. Tom's reason, though, for why he blocked Sheena, it's like every fucking day there's an episode about me, which she does, Sheena does admit. She's like, it was kind of every week that we were talking about him. But Tom's like, stop obsessing over me, which is the way he's going to spin it, right? Stop obsessing over me. Like, go get a life, you know? Like, fuck. Well, you affected her, dude. (laughs) You were her friend and you affected her. Lied to everybody. It's going to be something that they're allowed to talk about. I know you hate that. But on Watch What Happens Live, what was interesting for that? Um, Oh, Lala does, she kind of plays stupid, about why it seems odd that she would reach out to Rachel after how she handled Rand and everybody talking to Randall. Because she's like, what do you mean? Like the, with the mistress or like what? What do you what do you mean? And Andy's like, for the obvious reasons, because <laughs> you didn't. Well, I wasn't living with him, living with Randall. So I had a leg to stand on, she says. A leg to stand on? And Andy's like, well, Rachel's not in it. Like, well, we didn't know that. Oh, which kind of to me proves, well, it was kind of a production theory that maybe we could have me be the one person who would bridge that gap. But she didn't come back, so fuck her. Or something. So, okay, that's all I really got out of this premiere and all of these little side things. I like that they're doing the after show because so much has happened since they started filming this to now that I think that's very vital to have that um, filled in because a lot changed in that chunk of time. So let's let's get the current stuff. So I think that was a good idea. But anyways, all right. Well, that wraps up this episode. Stay tuned. Pia will still be joining me for Beverly Hills in Miami, so no worries there. And I will see you guys very soon. Love you, mean it. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams 
like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.